That's a lot to digest. Alster, that it's too much, man. I mean, we thought we've had big weeks, right? But this is the biggest week of all. I mean, pure chaos, left, right, and center. Look, look, so much to unpack, Alster. Um, but first, I mean, we have to talk about the other big thing that happens this week. Like, you know, there's the update. Yeah, it's it's big, but you came freaking second in All Star Super Rare. Can we just talk about that for a second, please? <laughs> I mean, talk about the the media cycle. Like, God, I, I can't I can't get a win here. Everyone everyone's talking about this other bloody roadmap. You know, why is everyone not stopping and celebrating me for a second? Um, hey everyone, come and see how good I look. Yeah, no, got a win. Yeah, got, felt good. Felt good all the way up until the moment of opening my actual reward, which uh, then it felt bad, man. Um, so Rare have just absolutely bummed me again. Really uh, shook my confidence in the Super Rare division, if it wasn't already shook enough. Well, Alster, you know, they've given out that reward and then they've said, you know what, let's change it all up. You know, this is it's not working the current uh, format. Let's literally change the game completely. Um I mean, how do you want to tackle this? How, how do you want to try and break down this new update? I don't, I don't think we need to go through it step by step. That's been done to death. Um, how should we tackle this beast that is the new roadmap? Um, okay. Well, I think everyone out there will have by now surely have read it. Some people are panicking. People are selling their galleries. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I think we can all agree that it's made us think um, I think for a lot of people, it's it's got people going a bit. Like it's engaged people. People are thinking about their so rare galleries again. Some people are kind of, you know, I've got a lot of thinking to do. Other people, you know, just kind of thinking about how they might be able to tweak things here and there. Um, we'll get into all that, but I think we should maybe just for anyone who can't read or <laughs> just wants like the TLDR, let's just go through kind of like the main, well, We'll probably miss a few things. But let's go through the main changes that came out of this roadmap. So, threshold gone, obviously. No. In August, Big. still got until August to try and farm some threshies. Um, we'll talk about the kind of changes they've made to that and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. But after August, she's gone, baby. Um, they're splitting up the comps, so we've now got two different versions. We've got in-season, which is new season cards, and you can play them in the in-season tournaments to win cash. You can also then enter the classic version of the same tournament, but and that you can put any card you want in there. Can't win cash, but you can win new season cards. So their whole point of that is like they're trying to create this simple progression, I suppose, of use old cards to win new cards to win cash, which I think makes sense. Okay. They've scrapped all the leagues. No more Champ Asia. No more Champ America. Thank God we don't have a Champ America podcast, otherwise we'd be out in the street and we'd be without a job. Yeah, We've you're right. The Australian-based <laughs> podcast, way more appropriate. Yep. Yeah, exactly. 
we've now got three new leagues. So we've got champion, which is champion. I mean, that's that's pretty self-explanatory. Now we've got challenger and contender. No, sorry, challengers and contenders. Um, bit of controversy about the the way that they've split the leagues. Um, their whole point is that I guess they're trying to like create. They're trying to create the leagues to mirror the real world. So champion being the best, what you should strive for. Challengers being the kind of they're on their way up, and then contenders being the shitbirds that nobody cares about. Um, just joking, just joking. Um, again, we'll talk about that. It's, it's all we're it's all to talk about, Simon. Divisions, divisions have been introduced. Um, Scosmo is now a multi-millionaire um, for selling the rights to his idea. Uh, divisions are coming. I'm very excited about that. I think that's going to be super interesting. Um, reward boxes are now going to be available in all scarcities, Simon. Very exciting. We're looking at elite boxes, super rare boxes, rare boxes. There's cards. There's NFT logos. There's coins. Oh, I can't wait. Um, it says in the in the in the roadmap that they're going to have like weekly challenges. I don't know what that what that means. Rare plus is gone, which is that's pre- that's pretty big news. And the K League's back. Full scoring for the K League. Did I miss anything, Simon? Uh, look, I mean, there's probably some things in there, but I, I don't think I can take any longer. I need to delve deeper into this um, because obviously yeah. after last week, you know, we had the intervention because here I was, I was like, I'm back, you know, I'm buying rares, I'm dipping my toes back into the, you know, surreal world. And I was going to go get myself some plotters. And you said, no, let's hold the horses. You know, changes are coming. Plotters are out, you know. The new style of play is in, and my God, it's a good thing that I didn't go and buy those plotters. Um, I was literally about to go buy an Asia stack, um, you yep. know, Asian players to play in Champ Asia. You know, no one's playing it. It's easier to win. You know, you're winning shit of cards, but you can win more often. That's now completely flipped on its head. Um, so I feel like the lack of thresholds and the new divisions, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty big change. Pretty big change. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we've talked in the past about how you, you know, should, should not, shouldn't listen to me, but thank God you did because you would be a very sad boy right now if you were sitting there with your, you know, Diego Chara rare being like, I don't see how this is going to benefit me in any way whatsoever. So (laughs) dodge the bullet there. Now... I think Simon, like obviously, every man and his dog is is have, has got an opinion. Um, I mean, we can talk about some of the great Twitter opinions out there. People, you know, having panic attacks. Um, but I thought no one is really in the content sphere. No one's really looking at this from a new user's perspective. I mean, some people are going like, "Oh, look, this is way too complicated for a new user." Yeah, whatever. You're essentially a new user, Simon. Like, yes, you've got some limiteds and, you know, you were just about to dive back into rares. You were about to, you know, you you quit the platform in a sea of drama for about two months. You're back. Why does it matter? People would be happier if I just did it. That's not true. No one would be happier. This kid, oh my God. You've got a whole... Well, this is all ahead of you now. You don't have to worry about, oh, shit, I've been farming threshies and now my whole gallery's shit. Or, oh, God, I've got all these players that are now mixed up amongst the leagues. You don't have to worry about that. You've got a clean slate. So when you first read this, how did you feel? What were your... Just 
initial first instincts? Well, I don't like change. Um, so I immediately, you know, created Twitter storms. Yeah. I'm um, scared. Got into verbal arguments Very on Twitter. Um, I yelled at my just wife. A quick, just a quick segue there, just to, just to paint a picture for Simon's state of mind when this came out. I called him and he was midway through reading. To be fair, he hadn't had his coffee yet. He was reading the, like, 19 pages of the server update. And I was like, look, I think these changes are, like, for the good of Sorare. And you were like, what are you, Hitler? He called me Hitler for, for showing some excitement about the Sorare roadmap plan. So well, you, you know, maybe you were, you were just in a words, mad mood. But uh, Look, you were using words like better. It's for the good of the Sorare society. You know, all these phrases that I just thought was some, you know, sort of triggered me a little bit. But look, for Einrichtung überhaupt aufzulösen und den kleinen Rest der ihm verbliebenen Waffen zu zerstören. I, I calmed down a bit. Um, I think, to be honest, like from a new user perspective, I think I'm in a very good spot um, yeah. because starting fresh, I can sort of assess which avenue I want to go down. I think this new roadmap allows new users to pick how they want to play. Um yep. I'm going to be honest, I am a little bit disheartened about the thresholds because for me, that was such a good way to, I was actually really keen to get back into rares. And if I wasn't competing for the top of the prize pools, at least I could like pick up some guys that had upside and I could run them in threshold teams for a little while, build up some ETH before trying to make the step up and, you know, buy myself a show and, and some of those guys. Um, I will say this though. I do think that for a new user, you mentioned there, oh, it's too confusing. I think the divisions and the regions, I do think it's a really good move for a new user because the thing that I always struggle with coming in, I could never recommend to my friends, like, go play Sorare. Because it's like, go play Sorare. Put a team in All-Star and you're competing against every man his dog. There's Wales, there's Kevin De Bruyne's, you know, like, you didn't stand a chance. So I do like the fact that if you're a plotter, you know, a plotter of a Saray manager and you're in Div 4, look, you're going to win shit rewards. Let's be honest. They can mm. try and sp sprinkle their fairy dust over as much as they want. They're going to be shit rewards, but at least you can get that winning feeling. I want a Matt yep. Polster, a Matt bloody Polster when I first started playing Alistair and I was stoked. So yep. I think capturing that, you know, uh, naive excitement is going to mm. be very key to bringing on those new users. Yeah, yeah. I think just on that point you made about the like, you know, e explaining it to friends, this new, the way they've tried to now set it up so it's, it kind of mirrors real life a little bit more in terms of like, you know, the leagues are kind of, you're aiming to head towards champion. That's kind of the pinnacle of the game. They've made that very clear. Um, and also with the divisions and that kind of thing. Like, I remember with so many people that I've introduced to so rare, they're like, oh, okay, I'll go and buy a, um, a Casemiro. He's a good player. I'll, I'll go and buy a, um, you know, uh, you know, name some kind of mediocre Premier League player. And they're like, oh, no, no, you don't want to do that. What you want to do is you want to buy Carlos Heel, who plays for the New England Revolution, because that's the only way to win is to buy Carlos Heel and Marvin Wanitzek. Um, that, otherwise, you just, you're going to lose. Everyone's like, huh, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't grab people. People want to kind of buy the players they know. And I think this kind of reflects that now a little bit and creates a bit more of an aspirational halo around those players who are playing at the actual, in the actual top leagues. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um, as for the, 
the split comps, you know, like the new season, old season cards. To be honest, that doesn't worry me too much because I, I felt like as a new user, look, unless I'm going for a strategy of buying new season cards, which they'd sort of were leaning towards with, you know, the uh, collection bonus, the new season bonus, I believe. Um, mm. So to be honest, like using old season cards to win new cards, if you want to sell them, you can like, I, to be honest, I don't see a massive issue with that, but I do hear before everyone starts throwing pitchforks at me, I do hear if, you know, you've got an established gallery and you've got cards from, from different, uh, uh, what do you call it? Different one from the 2024 season, one from the 2022, and now they're yeah. all split up. I understand the frustration there. Well, they're not split up in that you can still use the new cards in classic. It's just, it's just, and I'm not, I would have to confirm this, but I'm pretty sure in the in-season competitions, you don't win cards. You only win ETH. So I'm, I might be wrong there. Let me just look that up. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, I don't know if there's card rewards. So if there's no card rewards in, in season, then, you know, if you want to, obviously if you win cash, you can go and buy the players you want. But, you know, I I, I look at winning cards as much the same thing. If you don't like them, sell them. Um, if you do, then you grow in your gallery. It's great. And you can discover new players that way. So um, what are we talking about? Yeah, I don't think the split. I think, you know, I think a lot of people's knee-jerk reaction was one of like, oh, I've been fucked. Like, Sorare has fucked me. I was coasting. I had my gallery. And now if I want to play these other competitions, I've got to buy new cards. It was the same reaction when they did the Premier League um in season tournament where they were like you have to buy four new cards and everyone's like well i've already got these cards i don't think that's bigger picture i don't think that's good for sarah if no one's buying new cards because it just means the supply gets greater the demand gets lower because no one wants to buy new cards and there's no incentive to buy new cards the only incentive was there to to play thresholds and i would rather uh, look, look, put it this way. I'm kind of excited about spending money and building my gallery now. Whereas previously, I was like, I don't. I'm happy to coast. I'm ha- I'm happy to just keep pulling in these threshies and you know. But I think I knew in the back of my head that Sorare was burning down around me. I mean, look at everyone's gallery values. You know, I think there's a correlation there. That's something I said to you the other day. Like, if Sorare's on the downward spiral, which you know, take off the rose tinted glasses, it probably has been for a little while. A change like this, like something needed to change, you know, if we just kept doing the same thing, that's the definition of insanity and expecting things to change. Mm. Um, you know, it could be the chance to move in the right direction. I'm going to be honest. So this new threshold, mate, as a new user, yep. Um, threshold was the best way to dip your toes into the world of Sorare. Yep. I think it's a little bit, little bit stupid. Like they're still trying to say, oh, there's a threshold, but. I mean, you know, yeah. Some of yeah, the they've... targets that they've got are like ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the super rare one. Just to like talk about myself for a second, they've cut it from, they've cut the like lower thresh, the normal threshold. They've lowered it by ten points. Whether that's going to make it that much easier, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe. Um, but you now get sixty dollars instead of two hundred. Bit of a drop off. Um, and then you've got to try and aim for 400 points, but you win $320 or 460 points and you win $1,000. It's a trap! Which is like, 
you've got some balls of steel if you're going for that $1,000. Um, I mean, hey, maybe there's a strategy there. Maybe I'm hoping there's someone out there that's just like, I'm going for the 1000 every single week, and if I hit, then I'm sweet. Um, but, yeah, I they've nerfed it. Thresholds aren't going to be great for the next couple of months, but at the end of the day, I, I, the thresholds, I do think it was killing Sorare a little bit because, you know, I love Sorare and I was getting to a point where I was just like, yep, I've got to prioritize my thresholds. I was losing a bit of interest because it was just like, yep, play the threshold every week. You know, even when I compete and win in the other tournaments, I don't get any good rewards anyway. So the threshold's all I got. So taking that away and adding all these new things to kind of consider has really reinvigorated me. I, I Yeah, and I think that overall, I think it's pretty good. Uh, the the big issue for me, I think, and I don't know if you feel the same, is now people's cards are split across different regions. So, yep. for example, your Hyunmin Son Super Rare Super mm. rares are bloody hard to buy and they're hard to get good ones. And you've got your gallery to a point where you've got a Hyunmin Son super rare, but now it's completely worthless because you would normally play it with your show Sasaki and that's in a completely different region. Like that's a pretty hard pill to swallow yeah. for, for, for galleries that have spent a lot of money on their cards. Yeah. It was the first thing that I thought of was like, oh man, I'm not going to be able to use my Hyunmin Son. I mean, I, I've got a primarily challenges um, gallery um, and maybe that's my fault for not, you know, for cheaping out and buying, you know, J-League players that score just, just as good as, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, so I guess my I've got, I'm in a fork in the road, so I can fault, either go and buy it. Don't take a victim mindset. <laughs> I can, um, I've, got, I've got two options. I can either go and buy a bunch of champion super rares I could try and liquidate all my other super rares and go full hog into champion, or I can sell Hyungmin Sun, hopefully for a bit of a premium. I mean, the upside of all this is that surely my Hyungmin Sun is now more valuable than he was previously. Um, and, you know, and then go, you know, just really focus on challenges and, and try and smash it. So it's a bit of a downside, but I think ultimately I quite like, because I was at this point where I was like, right, I need, three more midfielders to make my champ america team strong enough or i need to make a strong i need to get a stronger challenger forward whereas now it's just kind of taken that off the table and i can just have my gallery and i can plug in multiple teams into the challenger tournament every week so yeah silver lining is that hopefully those that human son is going to be valuable now i can get a good price for it and i can go and buy some some wicked cards that suit my division yeah yeah and and like yeah i just think it simplifies the game a little bit like like you said before about you know oh a new user comes on i should get a casemiro but no you need to buy a Cass hill i think splitting it up into the divisions for the new users it is beneficial because now i've got such a clear strategy of like okay yep i'm going to focus on j league i'm going to get to know that league i can sort of stay in that lane mm. um you, you can know, still I understand be, like yeah. quinny's point where he's saying one of the best things about Sorare is being able to bring people in and, and buy cards from different leagues and run them together. But, yeah. Yeah, which you can still do until August. <laughs> um, they've still got the All-Star Tournament until August, so that's, that's heaps of time. I think a lot of people are freaking out and not quite taking into consideration that, like, you've got till the end of March to, like, 
continue playing all-star rare pro and the tournaments you currently play and make the moves you need to make. And then they're not completely changing in at the end of March. You can still play all-star cap modes until August. So there's, you know, there's time to still do that. But I think it might be an unpopular opinion, but I, I think I agree that you shouldn't be able to win like a Jude Bellingham with a Carlos Heel and a Sho Sasaki. I mean, I get, I get that that is a, that's a cool story to be like, yeah, I bought this player from J League and he won me this. Like, that's cool. But it's also like, should you? Should you really be rewarded like that for having for buying a card that just happens to dominate a weak league? I don't know. Well, this well, this is ironic as well, though, because I mean, look at look at you, mate. Last week, your <laughs> yeah, super rare team yeah. was the, the world's worst podium finishing team I've ever seen in my life. Like your headliner Amen. was a Julian Dessart. And then, like a fifty-year-old Darwin Quintero in a random league, and you're sandwiched yep. between people that have gone out and spent the money to buy a De Bruyne, you know, a Harlan Super Rare, a Griezmann Unique. Yeah. It made quite a it made quite for quite a picture. Um, conspiracy theory here, Simon. So, for those who don't know, um, I open my reward a Tier One Super Rare. So that I was really banking on this to be a card that I would keeping my gallery for a long time it was going to bolster my my gallery it was going to strengthen it i was looking through the tier one pool i was like oh look there's a couple of you like u20 wonder kids in there like matt is tell from bayern i was like oh i really don't want that because you know he doesn't actually score well he's got loads of potential but you know what we say about potential boys i'd like to i'm I'm beginning to think that maybe saray saw the lineup that i put in to come second they were like mate fuck you you can't win it. You can't. We're not giving you a tier one super rare with those cards. You just got lucky. We're going to give you the worst possible tier one we could, which is a, I won a 20-year-old keeper who plays in the second division of Bundesliga. He's not even the first choice keeper there. He's just filling in while the main keeper is injured. Like, it was the worst possible reward that I could have got out of that pool. It really... Thank God there was some ETH thrown in there because it was quite deflating. But I'd like, I, I now believe that maybe it's just because they looked at it and they're like, you didn't spend any money to win this. You don't deserve a good card. Yeah, it would have been quite funny for the guy that got pipped for second. Just like a real, like, cool runnings kind of moment, you know? You, you, you've been doing bobsledding your whole life, and then here comes the Jamaican bobsled team and just pips you over the line. <laughs> um, Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. That's a great analogy. Yeah, totally. Okay, back to the back to the roadmap. So, um, again, I want to kind of I want to get a feel for. I don't want to talk too much about my situation. I want to talk about how this has affected your thinking for your new strategy. So, divisions, good, bad, indifferent. How do you feel about divisions? I think I need a little bit more clarif- like uh, clarity on it. Um, what well, division would I be in? For you. So you would start, especially if you just started with some rares, you'd start at the bottom, I'd say. Um, How does it work? How do you get ranked? So basically, apparently it's every game week, If you, and they've got some percentages there. So at the end of every game week, um, depending on your division, the top 25% get promoted to the division above, and the bottom 25% get relegated. 
Um, it varies depending on what one you're in. So like if you're in division one, it's the bottom 50% that get relegated. So if you have a bad game week, next week you're playing in the division below. Now the rewards in each division are better depending on what division you're in. So if you're in, let's say division five in rare, it's the lowest one you will, I think they've got the prizes here. You'll be competing for, um, there's still like good rewards. If you podium, if you win the division for the week. Um, but most of the, of the rewards are like your tier threes, tier fours, tier fives. Um, and then obviously you get up into division one. That's where you're getting just much better rewards. Um, and then the new addition that I'm very excited about is you can also win loot boxes as part of playing every week with Sarah, which I think is exciting. Okay, but what's stopping people from doing the strategy of having a really good gallery, tanking one week where you might not have favorable matchups, so you drop down to a lower division, and yep. you know you've got the cards to win that division, so you can get a podium. That remember that like it's you. It's not when you, when I when I say division, it's just the people you're playing against. So like if you're in division one, you're up against the big boys. You're up against the whales. So it's going to be harder to win, but if you do win, it the the payoff is much better. So yes, you could tank and go down, and it's kind of like like my Div Three soccer team every year. Like when we won that, we won the premiership a few years ago, and everyone was like, "Should we go up to Div Two? And everyone was like, "No, nah, let's just win it again in Div Three. So you know, I don't want to have to try, and and I don't want to come bottom of the table in Div Two. I want to win Div Three. So. Um, yes, you could play that tactic, but then if those cards do bang, then you're not going to win the best cards and you're not going to get the best reward boxes. Um, True. So the other thing to consider in here, Simon, which I don't know if you have, because a lot of people have raised the question of like, how is this helping progression? Like they've taken away Rare Pro, you can't, you know, there's no kind of, there's no kickoff anymore. So you, what is, how do I get, if I'm in Rares, how do I get to Super Rare? Do I have to just go and buy Super Rares and, the real answer is yes, but the way they've put it is if you're in Division 1, in the reward box that you can win if you finish in the top 25-30%, there's Super Rares in there. And same for Limited, there's Rares and Super Rares, there's Unique. So you only get that opportunity to buy the scarcity up if you're in the Division 1 of your chosen tournament. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. And sense. for someone like you, and I mean, let's let's just say you did buy those plotters. I still don't think all is lost for you because it might be harder for you to progress up the divisions and you might be playing for weaker rewards each week. But remember, I'll find these bloody rewards. Where are you? Where are you, mate? Here we go. Okay, so let's say you're in Division 4. Take my glasses off. Um. Okay, so if you come first in Division 4, you get a Tier 1 rare. If you come top 5, you get Tier 2. Uh, top 10, Tier 3. 25, Tier 4. 45, Tier 5. And that's just... that. Those are not the final prize pools. But then the top 25% get a box. Top 5% get a box. And the top 10% get a an elite box. So I'm assuming there's going to be better rewards in the better boxes. So... It's kind of like you know, those weeks where you would do well, but you'd just finish outside the prizes. In this situation, you would still get a box at least. And I get coins because that's what they're going to give and us. And you get coins. Nice. Now, Fantastic. And then obviously your 
your goal really should be to get up to Div 3 because they pay out more awards. They pay out to the top 100. Um, yep. You can win a star. The boxes are better. And then, of course, it just keeps going up and up. So, like, if you're in Division 1, you're playing against less people, so you've probably got a still quite a good chance of winning, But the, and the card rewards you win will be better. So if you had bought those plotters, you might just be battling it out in Division 3 and 4 for your entire career, and that's not fun. And, again, then your incentive is to just go and buy some better cards. And that's kind of good. See, I, I like it. Yeah, I think, and I think if you are new to the game, because to be honest, if you've got years of experience playing Sarare, unless you're bad at Sarare like me, you should be better than a new user that comes onto the platform. Hmm. So new pl- users in Division Four getting to play against new users or bad users, it's a much more level playing field. And yes, like you said, you're not going to be winning great rewards, but at least you're winning something. Whereas yeah. at the moment, I think if you just go in and play, you know, you're probably, unless you spend a lot of money, you're probably going to struggle. So um, I, I don't mind that. I, the reward, reward boxes, I feel like there's a little bit of fluff around that. Like, you guys just yeah. love the reward boxes so much. So we're bringing them in. Like, yeah, well. I do love the reward boxes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> I mean, just think about the sweat we've had playing Rivals because we want to open that box. We know we're going to get fucking arena tickets. We know that. And we know it's not going to... Even if we did it, even if we got a limited, we aren't going to care about it. But we want the I want the box. I want to open the... I want to open it. Um, yeah. <laughs> got excited there. Fair. Um, what I think they could do, which would really kind of blow things open a little bit, is add some small amounts of cash into the into the reward boxes. I think that would really get people going. Um doesn't have to be a lot, you know, in rare, the, the jackpot could be 50 bucks, but it could be like $10, $15, whatever. I think that would get people really like, because you think about, you can now enter as many teams as you want in the, I thought, well, it is capped, I think, but you can enter multiple teams. Think about if you know that there's an opportunity of like opening a broad box and there's cash in there, all of a sudden you're going to try and build as many teams as you can to try and increase your chances of farming ETH through the reward boxes, you know, even though you've only got a chance of doing it again, it's just, it's incentivizing people to go out and spend money without being like, just guaranteeing, Oh, I'm going to give you $200 or 150 bucks or whatever it is every week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think going back to your, like just your your plotters thing. If you did have that fresh, if you had the threshold available to you, what incentive do you have to go and buy good players? None. Absolutely yeah, none. Yeah. Whereas with this, it's like you're playing in the division, you get a little bit of a carrot because, you know, you're playing against, and yeah, you should have an advantage over the people you're playing in Division 5. I'm sure you'll get out of that pretty quick. And then you've got that incentive to try and move up, you know. So you might find yourself going, oh, I might put a couple of hundred bucks on, you know, buy myself a X, Y, and Z. I really do sympathize with those with big galleries, but I mean, this new update, it really is great for new users. I must be said, um, yep. it's a little bit concerning that they just like scrap, uh, like all their progression. Remember they've listed out how you progress and you do all these different steps, like just how rubbish that was. Um, I feel like they're constantly chopping and changing and they're kind of putting all their faith in rivals. Um, but I think Alistair that, you know, I'm surprised Sarai didn't consult us first. I thought, you know, if they came and talked to us, we could have given them some really good feedback. Um, you know, I'm thinking instead of uh, reward boxes, you get to spin a lunch wheel. Like, let's make lunch wheel a mainstream thing. Um, you know, Sarai, you can spin a lunch wheel. 
whatever it is, they'll deposit that equivalent of ETH. You know, you can buy now on Rivals. It's a buy now feature on Lunch Wheel. Uh, they deposit the ETH or the, the euros into your account. You go get your burrito. Um, I think that's a great way to, you know, integrate real life with the new users and, and people get people on board with this new uh, rollout. Yeah, totally. I mean, boxes are great, but a wheel, come on. It's all mm -hmm. about the medium. Um, people love a wheel. Make it giant. Make it huge. Also, Hang on just a second. Uh, Alistair, you need to eat 12 eggs. You just, like, I mean, so much has happened. I'll give you that. But you uh, owe me a lunch. You, you, you got 12 eggs on the lunch wheel. I know, I know, I know. I keep, um, I keep buying eggs and then they keep being used in the household. So I do mm. need to buy. I'm going to, this weekend, I will make a special video of me eating 12 eggs. I don't know how I'm going to eat them yet. Uh, might just drink them. I don't know. That might be weird. Um, ooh. Oh, <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Um, okay, this weekend the egg, the eggs are happening. Okay, that's good. Okay. That's good. All right, um, let's talk about. Yeah, go on. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was about to say the same thing. I okay, like we've wrapped up the new changes. Uh, yeah. I th well, I mean, I don't think we could ever fully wrap them up. There's so many there. How do you feel about, um, like what, what, where's your head at in terms of your strategy now, now that you know that like, if you were to go into Asia, for example, you will be playing against K-League, Liga MX, Argentina, Austria, blah, blah, blah. How do you feel about the fact that, you know, that's kind of your cap for, if you continue to just play J-League, your cap is winning those players. Do you feel like that's, or, or do you, is, are you tempted now again by the MLS knowing that you could potentially win like Eredivisie, Jupiler League cards from that division? I'm assuming you're not going to go buy a bunch of champion rares. No. Um, I, I don't, to be honest, I don't think it moves the needle too much. Um, given my strategy was to win Asian players, potentially even K-League players before the K-League got back on boarded. So I think... Uh, I don't think it changes the strategy too much. Um, to be honest, the lure of winning an Eredivisie player, I don't think it holds as much weight as you think it does because I know there's some top-tier guys out there, but there's also a lot of plotters in the Eredivisie as well. I don't think that's <laughs> all that much different to yeah. you know, the Argentinian league. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day because I'm sure because there was a lot of chatter about oh mls cards got a boost and you can win you know you can win joey vim and with your mls cards you know whereas you can't do that in contenders but you've also if you're if you're in the challengers division you're competing against joey vim and and you know you're you're you, you might have houston versus seattle and you have no idea what's going to happen you can't pick the outcome whatsoever and you're up against someone who might have a psv stack against you know the bottom of the table and you know it's going to be a six nil thrashing so you kind of run into that same issue that we have every week which is like oh Bayern stacks smashed everyone again whereas in the contenders i don't think there's a league in there that really like stands out as being just like a one-sided oh there's five teams that just crush i don't i don't think there is anyway maybe the cha uh, i don't know the championships and challenger um so I think you do have a much more e even playing field if you choose to focus on contenders. And I think J-League, in terms of so rare scoring, is probably one of the stronger ones. 
I think so. Yeah. Um, gallery, like a uh, card value prices of challenger. Do you think that they take a big dip now? Um, that, you know, for example, you can't use your show Sasaki with your champ guys. Does that lose their appeal a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I think I've still got enough players. I think I might be, well, I just, I think I might be short a super rare goalie now for contender. Um, again, like 80% of my cards are in challenger. So my show is a bit of a, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with them. Um, I think, oh, it's tough. Um, but yeah, I think some players from, I think from the challenger leagues, I think their value will go up. Like I said, I think MLS values will go up. Um, and I think, I think you will, we will see a bit of a drop in all the contender leagues, which I think is good for you because you're about to buy in and you can maybe go and pick up some cards, you know, hopefully maybe a bit of a discount from people who are now, you know, shedding their contender cards to focus on another league. Um, yeah, it's definitely, yeah. It's definitely a good thing. I didn't pick up my Japanese boys, but what you're saying, Alistair, is that my Jordan Shakiri, which I did hold on to, is going to the moon. Going to the moon, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you want to win, uh, I'm you rich. know, Vanakin with Gerardan? Now's your chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it, and I also like the fact that I now, yeah, I think I mentioned it earlier. I no longer have to think about the 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 divisions were so restrictive. It's like, oh man, I don't have a challenger midfielder. Like I've got all these, you know, Champ America midfielders that I could just slot in there that I've got lying around. But I can't, whereas now I can do that, which I think is is great. Um, which, a quick another point as well, something we didn't mention in the rep, in the kind of TLDR, you can now use scarcities in the competition below. Obviously, no real competitive advantage there, I would say, but it definitely does create, it solves a lot of headaches those weeks where you're like, let's say, Simon, you're, you've got your limited boys. Uh, Man City are playing and Dominic Calvert-Lewin's playing, but... Uh, Liverpool aren't playing, but you've got some rares that you can just put into that limited team. You know, they might not be super strong, but at least you can now field one full team. Whereas previously you might've had two incomplete teams in each scarcity. So I think that is a good, that's a good move. Yeah. Where do I go from here? You know, we're saying it's, it's well mapped out for the new user. Uh, I can sort of pick my poison in terms of what I want to go into without threshold as that was kind of where I was going to lean in. Do I still pick up my Japanese guys with upside and just be the king of the shit shit kickers? Well, this is this is an interesting point that we were going to discuss as well. So everyone's having a panic attack about old season cards losing value now. You know they're they're useless. You know old mate fans rare on Twitter. Chuck the dummy out. Sold his gallery at like a forty percent discount because he's like old cards are now useless, which is. The under you know, like overreaction of the year, you they haven't changed at all. You could still play them to win cards. Yes, you could win some cash a bit lower down the prize pool in some competitions, like previously. Now it's just if you want to play for just cash, you just have to buy new ones. It makes sense. How are you gonna how are they gonna pay for those cash rewards? So I think um this creates a bit of a an interesting strategy fork for you, Simon, where I I don't know how they're going to do it with the J League because they should be dropping cards, new cards, relatively soon. Do you wait until the new season cards are out and then 
play your J League players in the contender in season and and play for cash, and that can be your way to try and earn some cash. Um, or do you try and buy some old season cards at a bit of a bargain to play in the classic tournaments and eventually work your way up to playing for cash tournaments? Yeah, it's a tricky one. Um, my only worry with the new in-season cards, I wonder if it's going to be a bit like when they gave out the new season card bonus. Do you remember that sort of period? There's a couple of weeks there where people were paying well overs for cards so they could get the new season bonus, and then it sort of eventually died off a little bit. I just I wonder whether the best strategy in a way is to sort of sit back and just see how the market goes because you know if old season cards drop dramatically in value i think yeah swoop in and pick them up but i just i wouldn't want to be one of the first people to go out and buy new season j league cards and then the value sort of return back to the norm does that make sense i don't think i if it was me simon and i was starting as you are i would go and get the old season cards now while people are panicking um, see if you can get some discounts on people who are just trying to like do fire sales, you know, have a, have a quick search for gallery galleries that have got sale or selling my gallery in their title um, and try and pick up a few bargains because, Good shout. because I think the, the, the in-season tournaments, I think are going to be quite competitive. I think people want, people love cash, so they're going to try and win it. And people seem to be, put off the idea of, oh, I'm just playing for cards, as if that hasn't been what we've been doing for the entirety of Sorare. Like, all of a sudden, that's just a disgusting idea that I could, should play for only cards. Play in the play in the Contender Classic, win some new season cards, which will now be at a premium, you know, and this goes back to, like, the whole threshold versus no threshold thing. If you've got to buy new cards to play these tournaments and there's all these divisions that you can progress up and you're incentivized to go out and you'd have to think that has a positive effect on the prices, especially of new cards. You know, old cards might kind of stay about the same, but you'd have to think that good, good players in the new season edition get a bit of a price bump. And I would so much rather have my gallery value go back up again than continue to farm thresholds every week. (laughs) So Maybe you just need to be like, yep, I'm going to play my old 2019 J-League boys and, yeah, win some fresh shiny boys and sell them. If if you just want to earn cash and you don't want to, like, build your gallery out, sell every reward you win, and hopefully it'll be worth more than it has been for the last eight months. One thing I do worry about with these new divisions, Alistair, does liquidity become a massive issue? Um, You know, I win a, yep. a new season... Mexican or a Japanese fella, but you know now that it's just channeled off to just you got to play in your uh, competition. Are they just going to be impossible to sell? The new ones? Why would they be impossible to sell? No, but the 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 players from the the contender leagues. No one will can, want them unless you can unless still, you the can bad still win quite good. You can still win quite quite good amounts of cash in the contender leagues, in the in-season contender leagues. No, 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 no. I'm saying if I win cards, yep. are those cards in the contender division, will the liquidity of those rares, will they be harder to sell now? Because you can't just sell them to old 
Joe Briggs, who's playing all-star and wants to pick up a player. You've now got to sell to the specific type of people that want to focus on contender only. You can use new season cards in classic as well. So no, I don't think no, there's going to be any. No, no. Oh my gosh. No, I'm saying the, the, the regions, the region. If, if, yep. Alpha, if, if you're playing challenger, you've got no interest in buying a contender card no matter how good of a score it is. It could be Sho Sasaki for all you know. Yeah, but, but that's it no means different. nothing that's, to you. Simon, that's no different to to what it is currently. If, if, no, if it I'm, is different. If I, only, if, I only play, if I only play America and you win a Sho Sasaki, I'm not going to buy it from you. It's just it's further. No, it's but more. It's exactly the same, Simon. I, I don't, no, I don't see not, what you're talking about here. There's All-Star. There's Rare Pro. There's all yep. these other these, these avenues that you can use cards from all around the world Whereas now you've, you're purely focusing on Challenger. Well, I didn't know all that, so I'm sorry. I mean, it might limit it a little bit, but I don't. I, I think the people who want them will want them, and it, it's. And if anything, if you're just playing contender, the value of a Show Sasaki, as we're using him as our poster boy, goes up. You know, because yeah, there's there's there's. Uh, I don't know. You, if you want to dominate about, contender, that's you, the kind of player you want. He might be the best player in contender. So all of a sudden, he's, I get that. People want to win. They want to win contender, and all of a sudden, you don't need to win a Trent to have the most valuable player in the competition. So uh, yeah, it it might affect liquidity a little bit, but I don't think you're going to be like struggling to sell it because there's going to be a lot of people playing contender i just i just think let's now look. you're all that's that's now your cap 240 i think that's where most people will start playing is contender i just think look at your gallery you now have zero interest in ever buying a premier league super rare ever again or you know a premier league rare for that matter because if your gallery is primar- sure. uh, primarily challenger you've you're now closed off to basically two two thirds of the market <laughs> um I see what you're saying. Would you buy? Um, would you buy but, a Chunmin Son Super Rare now? No, you wouldn't. Not right now. No, um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. I'm just thinking. I don't, I don't know if there's any way to. I mean, I guess they'll have special weeklies. Yeah. It, you okay? You raise an interesting point. It would be. It would be good if they could introduce something where you can win cards. Oh. No, it's not because why would you wouldn't want to win a card from a different division? So, yeah, you really have to just make the decision yourself to go and start playing in that division. And like I said earlier, I might if the it, it all all of this all of every my everyone's happiness depends on these reward pools that they put out. If they're terrible, if if Super Rare continues to be sh- shocking, then we're in trouble. But if 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 the rewards in the champion super rare division are just so good that it's worth me like selling all my contender and challenges and buying into champion i might do that and because you can now enter multiple teams your show sasaki you've got to have to think that a lot of people are are trying to run teams in multiple league leagues as well like i'm assuming most galleries of a decent size will have either a couple of challenger teams and a couple of contender teams so yes it might Mm. limit your liquidity a little bit but i don't think it's going to be so severe that you can't sell a card any any quicker than you can't than you can now 
Yeah. I think, yeah, for me, it's it's fine. I just like, let's look a bit your gallery. I mean, you probably have a bit more insight into this than I do about the super rares because I just, from an outsider looking in, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend I'm a blue boy, but super rares are bloody hard to buy, hard to sell. They're very mm. expensive. If you have saved up enough to get some quality super rares, but they're now split across three divisions, that's a pretty big slap in the face for the people who have invested heavily on the platform. And I know you've always said you've got to look after the people that actually put the money on the platform. I do think people probably have a leg to stand on that they've been a bit hard done by. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and again, not to be Hitler or anything, but um, there's quite a lot, there's quite a heavy tinge in of this roadmap of Serer. They're not really trying to hide the fact that they're like, we need you to spend more money, guys. <laughs> you guys have just been leeching off us for two years. We're putting some stuff in place and you're going to have to spend some money. And I think they have made, they have created a structure now that actually feels a bit more like a professional game. Like it feels like something that you can really, feels like there's a lot of ways you can sink your teeth into Serena now. Whereas previously it was like, yeah, you just play the leagues you play, play Cap 240, pretty one dimensional. But now it's like, you know, with multi-entry, the different kind of leagues that you try and like, you know, promote yourself up and all that kind of stuff. I think now it, like I said, it kind of, I feel like I want to spend more money on Serena now, which seems weird. Um, and I think a lot of, I think a lot of the kind of existing users who have been playing this game for a while feel the same. They feel invigorated by it. Um, so I, but I, I think, yeah, at the end of the day, Serena just wants us to spend more money. And it, what you just said is just another example of that. It's like, yeah. You, if you want to expand, you have to you have to buy, buy them. <laughs> yeah, and they've kind of gone off the FIFA model. Like, I don't know if you're familiar, but you know, you're in divisions and you're playing people mm. in your division. You win more games, you go up, you can get better rewards. Like, it is pretty much a carbon copy of that, um, which I quite like. And and it's a good point. I think we probably get a little bit disillusioned. Well, I know I do about. I have ETH on the platform, right? Whether that be generated through thresholds or selling a card or, you know, every now and then in a blue moon, winning a, winning a card. I think in my mind that I'm spending money. I've just spent 90 euro on my Jordan Shakiri. The thing is, Elster, like, it's unt- for Sarah's point of view, I haven't spent anything. If it's all in, in-house money that I've generated yeah. through the game, I actually haven't spent anything. It's only when you deposit onto the platform. And it's such a good point because like, yeah, if you just keep generating through the game, you never actually invest on the platform. They're the ones that aren't making the money. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I think this, if again, if they can nail the reward pools and they can incentivize people in the right ways, if there's serious cash in those prize pools, and uh, this kind of goes back to like, Back before the the crash, the so rare crash, and part of my reason for moving into super rares was like, if this becomes a game that a million people are playing, A, my super rares are going to be super rare, but B, they should have the income from all those users to have like just amazing prizes. And And I think this is a first step towards them like, because you now have to pay to play the tournaments that pay out cash, if they can do this well, and if this if people do actually 
come on board and play it through rivals or whatever it might be, if that money gets fed back in and these rewards just start becoming like better and better and better, like card rewards, they might not ever get that right. But the cash side of things, you've got to think there's going to be more Pranksies, more Team Bambies, more, you know, uh, AJs coming onto the platform because it becomes a legitimate revenue generator. Um, you know, like Pranksy put out that tweet about how he won like 35 grand from the, the in-season tournament. And it's like, this is now that across everything in Sorare. Like, it's all about just look at all this fucking cash I won, you know, because I went out and bought a Erling Haaland Super Rare. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and you know, we've we've touched on a few times about how they're transitioning away from NFTs, the more cash-based, like it's more of a real reward. And and I think they said that, was it 75% of their funds go into thresholds? Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's a lot, though. I, I think... I think someone was, said a like lot of their funds, a lot yeah, of their on. funds were going into thresholds. I think I read. So that for me is that's the key, right? So, like you touched on, if the rewards don't change and you finish second in All Star Super Rare, and you're winning a twenty year old backup goalkeeper in Bundesliga Two, if that doesn't change, yeah, now that they're not giving out thresholds, like. No, 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 no joke. Yeah. Like we walk away because, <laughs> you know, legitimately yeah, justice though. for justice for Ali. Come on guys. <laughs> Stand up for you, bro. Uh, I mean, I appreciate the support. There's a few, uh, a few of my mates reached out to me with their condolences after they saw the reward that I won. Oh, gutting. We won't talk about it. Uh, I've sold him. I've moved on. It's all good. Um, Okay, well, we're coming up to the hour now. I mean, there's so much. It's yeah, there's so much here. I think, and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, kind of on behalf of you know regular users like us, saying so rare have you know ripped off their audience. They've ripped off their um, core members. Like this is such a slap in the face for the people who have built collections and built galleries over the years you know, because they've taken away thresholds and they've introduced a new tournament that you just happen to have to buy cards for. I couldn't, th- I don't think they could be any more wrong. I think the people like the Andrews, you and me, people who are all, you know, in the so rare discord who live and breathe this stuff. I mean, I'm talking for everyone here, but I think they're all like the, the vibe I'm getting from the regular users. Like they're excited. This is good. They're like, all right, I've got to make some changes to my gallery, but it's something to do. It's a new spreadsheet to make. Like, I think, I think overall, it's people are people are stoked. Yeah, I think there's definitely positives. Um, you know, I, I might have overreacted when I first read it, but it's growing on me. I definitely see a few flaws, but yeah. I also saw a lot of flaws in the current model. Um, and like I touched on at the start of the pod, you know, Sarah wasn't going in a Ford's direction like it was, so something yeah. had to change. And I feel like they've addressed that, to be honest. It's either sink or swim. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, look, it's it's going to take a few weeks to decompress. I mean, it feels weird that we've... I kind of want it just to all change now. Like, I know that would fuck so many people over, but I don't want to keep playing All-Star Rare Pro for another six weeks. I just want it all to happen now. Um, I want divisions. Yeah. I want reward boxes. I want it to happen immediately. Um but in the meantime, Simon, just to kind of keep you in the loop, so you, you 
so for those out there, so I've talked about how disappointing my reward has been, but it's okay. I've done what everyone should do when they win a disappointing reward. I've sold it. I've brought in some some fresh, shiny boys. I didn't bring any super rares in because the, I didn't get enough money for this shit reward that I won, but I've bought myself a Kevin De Bruyne rare new season. Um, I've, I've got him paired up with my Madison. I've picked up a Meslier from Leeds, hoping that he gets a bit of a promotion next year into the into the Prem. Um, and I'm in the market. I'm basically filling out like I want to fill out like a Premier League team to play in the Premier League in season tournaments. Because you're talking about like can't win thresholds anymore. Where can we win cash? Right now, the best place to win cash is the Premier League competition. So I'm going all in. Going in the rares, baby. I love it. I love it. Um... Don't get me started. I I think I'm more upset for you that you finish second in All Star Rare, uh, Super Rare, sorry, and you win a bad reward. Like that's a pretty hard thing to defend the platform over. But let's not open that can of worms because I'm still not happy about it. Um, it you're basically it in the second highest division in Rare, <laughs> and you come second and win some plotter. He's a plotter, Elster. I know, I know. I'd love for you to, if you want to send a video message to Nicholas, just abusing him. I'm, I'm, I won't, I won't get in your way. Um, it couldn't have happened at a better time, though, Simon. I mean, you know me. I'm an optimist because if everything had just stayed the same, I'd be like, well, this has fucked me now. Like, I can't use this card. I've just got to go back to the grind. It's kind of like disappointment, now get back to work. But now I'm like, right, well, there's some new shiny things for me to chase after. There's some new strategies for me to be implementing. So now he's just... I've got the ETH for him. He's now he's just a pawn in this new strategy, and I've got a wallet full of ETH, and I'm excited. So it's like it, it's kind of I moved on from that now. I've got new shiny things to look at. That's good. That's good. You've moved on. That's nice. All right. Well, let's wrap it up, Alster. I mean, good to hear that we could you know get everything out in the open. Um, we're a little bit later onto the the breaking news as some other podcasts, but. You know, we've got to stay true to ourselves. We're never on time. Uh, we, it's just, you know, down under time down here. So, um, but yeah. Oh, Simon, I mean, by the well, way, what, what, what do you? I, I just realised I'm. Oh, left my sunglasses on oh. for the whole episode. Oh, oh god. That's oh god. god. <laughs> oh, Kathy. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a bit uh, so silly. Alrighty, see you, mates. See ya. <laughs> 